Hi, and welcome to another Video Oncology podcast. Today, we'll be speaking with Dr. Alison Beethoff-Warner from Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Centre, who discusses the clinical potential of cellular therapies in the management of patients with melanoma, including the use of TIL therapies, as well as cancer vaccines, and the next steps for these novel therapeutic approaches. Firstly, Dr. Warner outlines the use of TIL cell therapy in melanoma. Really exciting time in TIL therapy. We've really seen now some promising results, particularly for PD-1 refractory melanoma with response rates in the 30 to 35% range. Really also promising from this one-time treatment is that these responses seem to be durable. Um, and for us, in this, particularly in the post-checkpoint refractory setting, that's really exciting because there haven't been too many treatment options, particularly that have durable response rates. Um, so I think many of us are optimistic that we may see an approval of cellular therapy in the next year or so, um, and certainly an abundance of trials that are opening uh, as we speak in, in this space. Dr. Warner then outlines the current landscape of cancer vaccines for melanoma. Cancer vaccines have been something that are so appealing um, and have been studied for many years. Unfortunately, we haven't seen that really pan out, particularly in the melanoma space to date. Um, we certainly have seen personalized cancer vaccines. You know, traditional vaccines have not been as effective. What we're moving in the direction of is personalized mRNA cancer vaccines. And I think that does show some great promise. We have seen some uh, early signal for efficacy and really some uh, expect expansion of those trials in the next year or so. One of the biggest challenges still for personalized cancer vaccines is the production time. Um, you know, we need to sequence a patient, we need to identify neoantigens. We're still relying on algorithms to determine the optimal neoantigen, and then we actually have to produce the vaccine. And that's really a challenge um, to do so in a timely manner, particularly in an early line of therapy. Patients simply can't wait, you know, 12 weeks, for example, for the production of a vaccine before they are treated in the front line. And so we are seeing more sort of creative trial design where patients may get some checkpoint inhibitor you know, preceding their vaccine delivery during that production period. And I think that that will be the general trend until we can improve the production time. Next, Dr. Warner discusses key challenges associated with the clinical development of adoptive cell therapies. So lots of challenges. I think the first being um, certainly production time. So historically, it was difficult to even produce till reliably. And many patients would undergo resection, but they would not actually be able to produce till and then be treated. Many of the companies now in this space have really overcome that challenge, but production time remains an issue. So we're still talking about two, three, or even longer weeks for patients between the time of resection and time they may actually get a cellular therapy. For many patients, particularly those that have progressed after immunotherapy, they can't wait that long. And so that remains one of the challenges. One of the ways to overcome that certainly is to allow bridging therapy between the time of surgery and the time of uh, cellular infusion. We've been moving in that general direction. Um, additionally, to allow banking, so earlier resection of tumor and maybe partial production of the till product, freezing that and then thawing and finishing the production at the time that it's needed. And that will hopefully again um, improve turnaround time and make this available to more patients. Um, 
Other issues certainly are going to be in the approved setting. What is the cost of this therapy and how are we going to pay for that? And we certainly encountered that with the approval of CAR T-cell therapy. And now we'll be facing similar issues for solid tumor cellular therapy in the, in the coming years. Um, but, you know, I think those are some of the issues that are certainly overcomable. Um, other key things are, you know, patient selection and making sure that we are matching the right treatment to the right patients, patients that can wait through this production period um, and are well enough to undergo chemotherapy and to get the IL-2 that's needed for cellular therapy. I think in the upcoming year or two, we will start to see people moving in the direction of either giving less IL-2 or other cytokines or genetically modifying the cell therapy products so that we can really cut down on the IL-2 because that's really one of the biggest challenges. Finally, what is on the horizon for cellular therapies and cancer vaccines in the treatment of melanoma and other solid tumors? I think right now the promise, the more immediate promise is with cellular therapy. Um, you know, Till therapy, I think, really is right here on the horizon, particularly for melanoma. But we're also starting to see efficacy in other solid tumors, head and neck cancer, cervical cancer, uh, lung cancer, certainly. Um, TCR right behind it, you know, so far in melanoma, we haven't seen quite as much promise with TCR-based therapies. But certainly other disease uh, histologies, we are starting to see more and more TCR studies. Um, Vaccine, I think, is still to be determined. Um, I think there's great optimism about that, particularly now with the enthusiasm about mRNA vaccines. I'm not quite sure we have enough data to say it's quite there on the horizon, but more studies to come, certainly. Thank you for listening. Please leave a review if you found this podcast useful and make sure to subscribe on your podcast app so that we can continue to deliver expert-led content to you. Follow us on Twitter at VGO Oncology and join the conversation. And don't forget to head to vgooncology.com for more content on cellular therapies in melanoma.